This is Story Institute's Remedy Verse for Podcast, Episode 38, Dream and Write. Well, hello there, and welcome to Story Institute's Rambling Verser podcast, episode 38. I'm John Murdoch III, the resident Rambling Verser. And for those of you joining us for the first time, uh, welcome aboard. And those of you returning, thanks for uh, for buying another ticket. We've really been relying on you the past uh, couple months or so to keep us going. We've gotten some comments via email and some some good good feedback either through email or through personal interaction. So those of you out there, thank you for for, for that feedback and uh, keep it coming. Definitely appreciate it. And speaking of feedback, you can send us feedback at ramblingverser at storyinstitute.com. Stop by our forums at storyinstitute.com slash forums or, uh, or give us a call at 615-431-RIT. That's 9748. This week, we're going to talk about uh, writing and fulfilling dreams. And sometimes uh, we, have, we have these ideas, these stories, these concepts in our mind, and we, we push it off, push it off, and don't really write about them. And yet sometimes uh, we, we get that little kick, that little push to say, now's the time to do it. Um, and, and that story uh, gets told, that poem gets written, that emotion gets shared. And that's what, uh, uh, that's what some of the great writers have tried to do, is not only share their stories, but share their emotions with us as, as their readers and their audience. And the quote of the week actually ties in to all of this, but actually pulls out a little bit more uh, of our humanity. And it's brought to us by William Faulkner. All of us has failed to match our dreams of perfection, so I rate us on the basis of our splendid failure to do the impossible. I once heard somebody tell me that uh, people read books to get away from their lives. Uh, I never really bought into that because it was the books that I could either tie to or connect with as, as a person, uh, as uh, you know, looking at the characters that I, I enjoyed more. I, I liked being pulled out of my daily life, but I also liked the fact that I can identify with some of the imperfections that that the characters were associated with because without those imperfections they they don't they don't connect with us and those emotions that we try to share uh, with with our readers uh, and other writers get lost within within the concepts of, of an idea and those concepts are are, are, are what uh, what takes us further and further away from humanity where are your characters? Do they really try to live up to that dream of perfection? Or do they fall more on the side of the splendid failure to do the impossible? Uh, ask yourself that. And then go back and reread your story. If you find your characters to be too perfect, or you've written them too perfectly, go back and rewrite parts of it so that you add a little piece of that humanity, a little piece of yourself within the story. This week, we're going to have two featured poems and a handful of writing prompts so that, that we can get beyond uh, the simple storyline and, and look to what you've expressed uh, or some of the other listeners have expressed as far as their dreams to write. The first poem is brought to us by Emily Dickinson. It's titled, There's No Frigate Like a Book. There's no frigate like a book to take us lands away, nor any corsairs like a page of prancing poetry. 
This traverse may the poorest take without the oppressive toll. How frugal is the chariot that bears a human soul? So here's a, here's that connection again to to the humanity. That connection that that we saw in Faulkner um, is the book can bring us to lands we can only dream of. And as writers, that's what we have to remember. We have this sort of obligation to our readers to bring out uh, these these journeys into into our own imagination, into our own humanity for, for those who wish to, wish to read our work. The second poem is entitled A Dream Deferred. It's by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore? And then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? So this poet, Mr. Hughes, really tries to to tell us that we don't know what happens if we don't do anything with, with the dream we have of whether it's becoming a writer or, or doing, uh, doing some other great work. Uh, nobody, nobody knows that outcome except for the dream. And that dream will never, never talk to us to say, you know, this is, this is, this is what's going on. Uh, because we don't even know if it, if it does explode, does it go into tiny pieces? And imagine if that dream exploded, went into tiny pieces, but made its way into somebody else's life. So that instead of us fulfilling that obligation of that dream, of telling that story, of writing that poem, somebody else had the opportunity to do so. So I challenge you for the writing prompt, the poetry writing prompt of this week, is to actually take a look at the two poems we just went through from Dickinson and Hughes and, and think about what happens when that poem explodes or, or the human soul gets involved in that mixture and write another poem about how, how that dream, how that impact makes its way into somebody else's life and another poet picks up where we would have left off. So that brings us to the short story or even novel length uh, writing prompt of the week. And we're going to do that without, uh, without going into a short story uh, this time. And because we have a good basis for, for delving into this dream piece, what you need to decide on as, as the writer, as the author, is, is where your dream connects. How much of that tiny piece uh, of the exploded dream of somebody else did you get? Where do they combine? Where do they connect? And what are you doing to, to bring out that sense of humanity or, or as Faulkner put it, that splendid failure to do the impossible? How are you connecting it? And you know, when you write that short story, are you sharing it with other people as you write? Because the easiest thing for you to do is to keep it hidden, is to keep that writing uh, in, in, in that shoebox, on the computer, uh, on some sort of electronic device until you're ready to share it. And what happens is that dream becomes smothered and smothered somewhere along the way until you let it out, until you let it breathe. So if you're not involved in any writing groups, think about joining them. If you're not sharing your work outside of, outside of your uh, inner voice, then, then, then search for those type of things. Because that sharing, that interaction that you will have with, with whether it's your peers or whether it's some random individual, 
they will give you feedback on that little portion of your dream and how it's connecting to them. Those connections help us help us become clo- get closer to that impossibility of writing a little bit more about perfection. We can't do it ourselves. So if we can tie back into uh, to, to the lives of others a- as we write, as that story uh, story grows and we explore it a little bit more, the story, the characters themselves become that much more rich. So really what you're looking for is is to come up with characters. What does character A do to interact with character B? What part of the dream do they experience? Are they seeing some of the same parts of the dream? Uh, one, one book to kind of uh, get those juices flowing, so to speak, is The Kingdom Keepers. The book's by Ridley Pearson, but... If you're really interested, go out and take a look either at audible.com or visit your local bookstore. And uh, you'll see how dreams can sometimes uh, play a role not only in storytelling but uh, connections to things that we know and are familiar with. When you're done choosing your characters, choose your environment, your setting, your plot. uh, but, But tie it back to those tiny particles of a dream that we may leave deferred or or um, may carry us like a ship. And uh, either post it on storyinstitute.com or share it elsewhere, but, but make sure that you do share it because it's that important piece that drives the stories to be a little bit, little bit more intense, a little bit more closer to that level of perfection. So I wanted to leave you this week a little parting poetic thought and it's brought to us by Skylar Wolf Jones. He's been uh, a partner uh, with us at Story Institute, but he's also a great individual and, and a great poet. And this is called Little. A little piece of dirt. I see you, dried up in the scorching sun, waiting for a drop of rain to soak away the cracks and pain. A little piece of land with dirt and bugs, a little land. No vegetation growing in this earth. I wonder what it's worth. A little piece of me deserted from the life I know. Is this the way I want to live? No experiences to help me grow? Moisture for the dirt, water for the land, emotion for my life, and the will to take a stand. All the little pieces are essential for the whole. All the life experiences are essential for your soul. Give yourself a little dream. Take a little glance. At the life you've left out to dry, give it another chance. So as we end today's podcast, I ask for you to do that same thing for your writing. Give it another chance. Take a look deeper into the souls of your characters and find out what type of dream they will help you fulfill. Don't give up on them, and they won't give up on you. We'll see you back here next week at Story Institute's Ramblin' Verser. In the meantime, remember to imagine, enhance, and grow your stories.